0: This podcast was brought to you by Pastor Mike Kallstrup and Fellowship Church. For more information, visit thefellowship.church. Those of you that are watching online, glory to God, we're so delighted that you can be a part of the service here this morning. I tell you, we're going to have a good time together, so we hope you have your Bible there someplace, and let's get into the Word of God together, and I know that you'll be blessed. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Amen, amen, amen. Glory to God. Well, hello, everybody. Y'all full of joy? Got the victory? Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Let's give Shannon a great big round of applause as she (laughs) leaves. Yeah, let's go ahead and do it just to embarrass her a little bit. There you go. You know, we just got to make sure that we keep everybody hopping around here. You you know, you never know what might happen. You know what I'm saying? Y'all glad you're here today? Glory to God. This is the day the Lord has made. So what are we going to do? Yeah. What else should we do? Yeah. Be glad. Glory to God. Aren't you glad you have a choice? Oh, I'm so glad we got a choice. Praise God. You know, before I knew Jesus, I didn't really have a choice. When you're living under the curse, when you're living in sin and wrongdoing and you don't know Jesus and you have been washed in his blood, well, you just ain't got much going on for yourself. But then thank God he came. Glory to God and delivered my soul made me a new creation in Him, glory to God, and gave me every reason in the world to live for Him. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad for that this morning? How many of you glad Jesus came? How many of you glad He gave His life? How many of you glad that He was raised from the dead? Glory to God. How many of you are glad this morning, praise God, that your name is written in the Lamb's book of life? I tell you, you ought to rejoice, glory to God. I'm telling you, because you were an outfit before you met Him. Amen. And you needed him more than you knew. How many of you know that, that uh, we, we needed him a whole lot more than we realized? Isn't that right? And thank God he came and he washed us in his blood and made us, as I said, new creations in him. Hallelujah. And now we have access. Everybody say glory. glory. You have access to your father. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And he's made God our father. So that now the Bible says, Beloved, now are you the sons of God. Not going to be, but thank God you're His child. Amen? And that puts you on a whole nother level. Glory to God. To be able to rejoice in what it is that He's done for you. As His uh, work of grace in each and every one of our lives. So I tell you what, we need to, we need to get happy. You know, I went to Branson, Missouri. Last Sunday morning, I went to Faith Life Church, and I ran into these two. Of all people on the planet, you know, you just can't get away from them. They're everywhere. Hallelujah. You know, it was great. And we had a good time together and got to uh, worship with the with crew down there. It was wonderful. Praise the Lord. Amen. Y'all got your Bibles? If you ain't got a Bible, you need to get saved. Come on. Well, I just go to church. I figure you got something for me. Yeah, I do. But, you know, you need to get your beady little eyes on that Bible of your own. You say, well, that's not very nice. I'm not here to be nice. I'm here to tell you the truth. Yeah, I am actually here to be nice. My wife says, just be nice. You know, so anyway, I don't mean to make you all mad. If you're mad, well, I'm sorry. Forgive me. And get your attitude straightened out. That's all I can say. Amen. All right. Anybody got a good verse of Scripture you want to look at this morning? No, I'm not going to ask you that, because there's probably, for every one of you, there's a good Scripture. Amen. First Corinthians chapter 15, if you can find that open in your Bible. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, hallelujah. I can tell already, you know, I was, I was thinking about it on my mower yesterday, and I thought maybe we were going to have to maybe, now you don't really want this to be handed to you, so, but I was thinking about the fact that maybe we're going to have to equip our ushers with stethoscopes and, and blood pressure cuffs just to make sure that you're with us. You know, I've talked about the defibrillators, you know, or whatever, you know, uh, I mean, we just got done. You you told me this is the day that the Lord has made. So, what are we going to do? And what else are we going to do? So, praise God. You know, let's. uh, This is not a morgue; it's a church. Hallelujah! And we got a lot to shout about. Amen. We ain't doing near enough shouting, huh? Well, you know, but we got this going on. We got that going on. Did you hear what they said? This and that and the other and whatever. You know what? Praise God, none of this stuff has any bearing whatsoever on the kingdom of heaven. And the Bible says that your citizenship is where? In heaven. So praise God, as a citizen of the Most High God and heaven, glory to God, we ought to rejoice. We're not doing near enough rejoicing. Huh? I said we're not doing near enough rejoicing. Glory to God! You know it's like uh, F. F. Bosworth. You know, he talked in his book *Christ the Healer* about the fact a lot of folk. You know, you know they feed their <clears throat> their physical bodies. You know, three squares a day, making sure they get fed, and then they give their spiritual body one cold snack a week. Huh? Well, what do you think you'd be like if you just gave yourself one cold snack a week physically? Huh? You know that ain't going to never happen, and you know it ain't happening. Hallelujah. No, we get fed pretty good. So I tell you what, praise God, we need to rejoice. Do you guys ever get that prompt that tells you how much you've been on your phone at the end of the week? Hey, that is a surprise. Huh? You know, I looked at mine this morning. It says you were on your phone 34% more this week than the week before, I said, man, we need to stop this. Huh? Why? Because there's probably something a whole lot more profitable that you could be doing. Just, just give me a chance. I'm trying to insult everyone here. And then once I get that all finished, I'll talk to you about the Bible. How about that? Hallelujah. Amen. No, I'm not trying to do that at all. Just trying to loosen you up a little bit. Glory to God. You know, it's, it's, it's June. Come on. Summer, warm. You guys have been complaining about how cold it's been and all this and that. that. Here we are. Come on, rejoice with me a little bit. Amen. You know, glory to God. My son-in-law, here he is. He's from Norway. And he whines about to go, oh, it's so cold. You know, I'm thinking, come on. Well, he ain't been cold lately, so he can't be that, right? Huh? Yeah, actually, I'm just kind of cruising around here, you know, trying to get to where I want to go. Hallelujah. Did y'all enjoy my son last week? Yes. You know, we watched him on, on uh, uh, live stream and so proud of him. Glory to God. You know, he thinks that when I gave him that, uh, uh, brought that truck or he got that truck, you know, he thought he, you know, he, he whines and complains and, you know, but he turned out all right. I mean, if you know sometimes a little responsibility uh, never hurt anybody? Huh? You know, so anyway. What's that? Yeah, that's why he turned out. That's right. Praise God. Yeah, you need to teach your kids to work. You need to teach them God. You know, they don't see God in your life. They ain't gonna, they're not going to follow him. Are you listening to me? You don't need, well, no, no. Well, I will for sure complete the uh, uh, offending of everyone if I go there. No, just, just teach them God through your own life. Amen? <laughs> Preach the Bible, Michael. Just get to it right now. I'm having a little conversation with myself here, but I haven't been in the pulpit for a while, you know, so when that happens, stuff comes up. That's all I can say. All right, let's pray. And we'll get into the Bible. Father, we love you so much. And as we come and break the bread of life, I want to thank you, Father God, for your living word. Hallelujah. We are so thankful, Father, for what it is you've promised, that which you've declared to us, your people. And, Father, we declare this day that we are of those that believe. We are believers, Father. We're believers in what it is that you have said We're believers in what it is that you have declared. We are believers in what it is that you have promised. And so, Father God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this opportunity. We thank you, Father, for these, your people, those watching online, that, Father God, together today we will receive the Word of God with gladness, hallelujah, and we will allow it to find its final resting place within our hearts. And Father, we thank you for your blessing in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. And everybody said? Amen, amen. amen. Glory to God. 1 Corinthians 15 and verse, 30, or, uh, verse 57 says, Thanks be to God, which gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord... For as much as you know that your labor is not or ever in vain in the Lord. Notice with me, if you will, in this verse of Scripture, he's saying, Beloved, how many Beloveds we got here today? It says, Beloved, I want you to be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Now, let me ask you an important question. Why would we do that? Why would we be steadfast, unmovable, and always abounding? What would, what would drive that particular behavior within our lives? Well, the answer to the question is in verse 57. Now thanks be unto God who gives us the what? Hey, say it again. How about the rest of you? He gives you the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. So be steadfast, unmovable, and always abounding. Because, praise God, you know that your work is never in vain in the Lord. I want to talk to you this morning about living in victory and in a time of peril. You know, uh, how many of you know we're living in ter- perilous times? Paul said the last days, perilous times, troubling times, times of difficulty will come. And I'd say we're in it. we got all kinds of stuff. Give the devil a black eye this last week. And we're happy for that. Hallelujah. But, you know, there's, still a, there's, a, there's a fight to be fought. You know, because the devil, he doesn't lay down. But thank God uh, we're moving in the right direction, and we can rejoice in that. But I'm telling you, I am so glad that Jesus paid the price for you and I. He gave his life so that we could live, and to live in victory. Live over the bondage, the tyrannies of sin and death, of poverty and lack, of sickness and disease, of discouragement and fear, of depression and defeat. He is the one who rose victorious so that you could overcome in all the areas of your life. Hallelujah. And yet we see so many Christians struggling. Maybe you're one of them struggling in some area of your life, not experiencing victory, constantly facing challenges and aren't changing. You know, the the things in their life are, are ever the same. Joy and peace aren't really a part of their daily life. Consternation is there instead. And really, you know, uh, the the, the reason is simple. And I'll tell you why people experience the, the lack of victory in their life, and that is they don't understand it. They don't understand it. They don't understand that Jesus did something for them, that Jesus literally did something for you. You know, the last thing I want to have happen is when I get to heaven, and, you know, God begins to reveal everything as it really is, and I go, you got to be kidding me. (laughs) I went without. I did, you know, I mean, I suffered this, I did all that, and I never even had to do that because of what I didn't know. And that's the that's truth. People don't understand it. You know, <clears throat> the first thing you need to realize is, is that, you know, uh, like I said, I mean, <clears throat> Christians, they don't know that Christ, listen, that Christ has already given you the victory in your life. He's already given it to you, you know? But, but we, don't, we don't know the reality of it, and so we, we, we spin our wheels. And, and we miss out on what could be and should be, but thank God there is an answer. And it's found in the Word of the living God, this love letter that He wrote to you so that you could come to know the truth, and that truth make you free. Glory to God. You know, some people, they've grown up in their lives with depression. Some of them have grown up with anger. They've grown up with all these different things in their lives, and all of a sudden they have this encounter with Jesus Christ, and His love overshadows them, and His blood cleanses them, and they're made new creations in Christ, and all of a sudden it's a new slate. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And there's an opportunity for life to be different. Hallelujah. I was listening to Bill Winston. How many of you know him? Black guy, man. Preach the of paint off the walls. And he said, he said, there isn't anything that can stop you but you. And, you know, and he's got that kind of that black flavor going on, man. And I mean to tell you, man, he went to town on that thought. And, I mean, it was absolutely beautiful. There isn't anything, because, see, your life is filled with potential. You may not believe that, but your life is literally, biblically, and God-ordained filled with potential. But the God of this world is the one who tries to blind the minds of people, whether you're sinner or saint, and keep you from enjoying what it is that God has ordained for you. So there's, there isn't anything or anyone that can stop you but you. And a big part of that is what you decide to believe. I use a story all the time when the Lord spoke to me about selling siding, and I said, I can't do that. And I immediately cut the blessing of God out of my life because I said, I can't. Whenever God tells you to do something, I don't care what it looks like. You just say, okay, okay. You know, Moses did the same thing. He said, I'm going to make a deliverer out of you. And he goes, you've got the wrong guy. He says, no, 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 I'm in the right place. He says, well, what am I going to tell him? You just tell him that I am sent you. And, he, you know, he went through this whole deal. And finally, God was gracious to him. He says, listen, I'll take your big brother. He, I'll send him with you. But you're going. And he went. And God, with his mighty hand, delivered a nation through that guy. What potential? What was he doing before that? Well, he ran off on the backside of a mountain and was taking care of his father-in-law's sheep. Some little no-name, whatever, whatever, just kind of doing whatever it is that he did, passing his his way through life. And God says, oh, no, I'm going to take you and I'm going to do something great for my kingdom and for my people. I tell you this morning, dear friends, God wants to do something great in your life. He wants to use you to advance the purposes of his heavenly kingdom. Jesus is coming again. Did you know that? And I tell you, we need to be about the master's business. Glory to God. You know, Joe Morris talks about, you know, the two-minute drill. In other words, there's not much time left. We better get after it and get as many plays in to advance the kingdom of God, to reach the hearts of people before it's too late, because pretty soon the bell is going to ring and the game is going to be over. But so often we don't see ourselves as God wants us to be seen. "Ah, I can't do this. I can't do that. I can't, I can't, I can't. You know, the last thing you need is somebody (laughs) negative around you. God's not negative. When you get to heaven, if you're a negative person, dude, like I said, they're going to have a class down the hall, some remedial kind of thing where you start all over and get yourself together. You don't want to do that. So let's learn it here. I said let's learn it here. You know, you don't want people to say, hey, 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 what happened to Joe? Oh, he's down the hall. Oh, that's too bad. Don't you think that's true? We don't want that to happen. You know, people, they want to see change in their lives. But here's the thing about it, you know, people, like I said, they don't understand it. They think sometimes that victory comes from someone getting somebody else to do it for them. Or, or something that's going to cause it, you know, circumstances that are magically going to change, and, and then away we go. But there's two things you need to understand about the victory that we have in Christ Jesus. Number one, victory and change in your life is not external, it's internal. When I met Jesus Christ, man, all of a sudden, everything, I say everything, changed. And the same thing's true for you. But you know, there's an interesting thing about when Jesus was talking about the parable of the sower, when he sows the Word of God, he talked about the different kinds of soil that represents the hearts of people, and it's the same seed. Wherever the seed fell, it was the same seed. But there were places where it didn't produce. Are you listening to me? Are you with me? And a lot of times people, you know, they'll receive the Word with gladness, and afterward... As the Bible says, when affliction or persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately they stumble or they become offended. You know, it may not be socially acceptable. You know, people think you're a fanatic. You know, you don't have to be so excited about God. I mean, what is this about this whole thing with God? I'll tell you what it is. It's a righteous thing. It is a righteous thing to embrace God. Are you listening to me? There's so much ungodly corruptness in the lives and in the mouths of people today that you stand out like a sore thumb if you say that you love Jesus or that you live for Jesus or that you're going to heaven with Jesus. They make every effort. Hell makes every effort it can to try to silence and put out your voice and your witness. So don't ever let it happen. Can you say amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah, we want change, but we need to understand that victory and change is not external. It's internal. It has to be built into your innermost being through the Word of God and the Spirit of God. And here's the second thing you need to know about victory. Are you listening to me? Are you ready? Come on, get this. Because you can't wait until the storm comes to have victory. Jesus, you know, again, at the end of the uh, Sermon on the Mount, chapter 7, 24 through 27, he was talking about, therefore I say unto you what things, or I'm sorry, different verse. (laughs) Whosoever heareth these sayings of mine, and does them, I liken them to a wise man or woman who built their house on a rock, and the winds and the rains and the floods come. But when it's all over with, that house is still standing. We're talking about your life. And the fact is, is that no matter what the storm of life may be, that in the end, you're still there. Hallelujah. Amen. But the one who hears these sayings of mine and does not practice them and does not do them, every one of them, he said the floods, the rains, and the, and the, and the winds uh, will come, and there won't be anything left. So we better get to building. huh? You know, you see it all the time. You know, they've got these... Uh, uh, warnings, you know, for hurricanes down in the south and east, and different things, in two or three days before. Everybody say before. before. Yeah, they'll be out there with plywood, you know, putting it up, nailing it to the wall, so that the windows don't be, uh, won't be broken and things of that nature. Dude, you can't wait until it hits and then say, hey, you know, I think I need to do something. So procrastination is not a part of the victorious lifestyle. You got to tend to your business, baby. Turn to your neighbor and say, Are you going to wake up or not? <laughs> Hallelujah. You can't wait till the last moment. Uh, John Maxwell tells a story about, I don't remember um, all the uh, circumstances behind it, but uh, there was a community, you know, and they were, you know, uh, school sports enthusiasts and athletes and everything, but they had a football team and. And they were terrible. You know, let's just face it. I mean, they they hadn't won a game all season long. And so one of the parents uh, approached the team last game of the year. It's at home. Last game of the year, approaches the team and says, listen, this is what I'm going to do. He said, if you can win this game this Friday night, he says, I'm going to buy every one of you students a new car. And he had the wherewithal. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't facetious or anything. He could do it. And uh, <clears throat> so, you know, that week, man, I mean, praise God, we got excited. Why? Because there is the potential, huh, of all of us, I mean, they practiced hard and they went the extra mile and they're doing all of this. And I mean, they had pep rallies and I mean, they even, you know, went so far as just, you know, everybody signs all over the town. I mean, everything was going on because by golly, at the end of the week, if we win this game, we're all going to get a car. Well, I wish I could tell you that uh, the outcome was good, Uh, but the reality is, is no, they lost. And the the point, point to that is is that you can't build into your life the things that need to be there in order to have victory, you know, 10 minutes before it's all supposed to happen. It's a lifestyle. It's a way of life. It's a way of thinking. It's changing the way you think. It's it's renewing your mind to the Word of God. When it says right here, thanks be unto God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ, you know, you need to get up every day and you need to say, thank God I've got the victory. Now, you may not feel victorious. It may not look like you're victorious. But I'm telling you, the Bible says that through Christ, you are victorious. I didn't get near enough response out of that. I mean, I preach really hard right there, Katie. Come on, I said, you know that he's given you the victory. Yes. yes. So we better get to building. Huh? Find out how to do that. Jesus called us to be followers of him. Now, let me ask you a question. Was Jesus a loser? Huh? Did he walk around defeated? Was he wringing his hands? Was he wondering what the next day might bring? Was he, you know, concerned about this, that, or the other, and, you know, anxiety and care and all that? Not in the least. And he's called us to be a follower of him. Well, you say, well, yeah, but that's Jesus. I mean, come on. Well, don't you have Jesus in you? Aren't you a new creation in Christ? Can't you emulate? The Bible says that we're to be conformed into his image. I, don't, I didn't say I got to be there tomorrow, but let's work on it. Huh? We're called to be followers or disciples of him. And here's the important thing for you to understand in that. You know, praise God, He'll make you victorious if you follow Him. He'll make you victorious if you follow Him. But here's the thing. As I mentioned, He's called us to be followers of Him, but we have to answer. they say answer. Answer every time He speaks. Huh? In other words, we can't, you know, it's not a cafeteria kind of thing. You know, when you're moving your little your plate and your slide down through there, you're oh, yeah, yeah, Nope. you got to take what's there. Whatever it is that he tells you to do, do it. Isn't that right? You say, well, I don't know about those conditions. Well, then, you decide. You want to live victoriously? You want to have life and life more abundant? Glory to God. You want to enjoy heaven's best? Then praise God, we got to do it His way. And you know, the Bible, it makes it clear that His ways are not grievous. The only problem is, is you. Okay. Hallelujah. It's going great, Mike. Just keep on going. Glory to God. But I'm telling you that He, you know, when He talks to us and He tells us to do something, all He's doing is, is, hey, hey, pass the test obey. Just just build your your character as he would have it to be built. When he tells you to get stuff out of your life, you got to do it. Well, you know, but I kind of like, you know, being ordinary once in a while. Well, you decide. Huh? I said you decide, but you can do something different about it. You know, sometimes, like I said, you know, people, you know, they, they got... Anger issues or they got criticism issues or they got these things are detrimental. They're not Christ like they don't do you any favors. They don't help you. They don't build you. They don't support you. They don't do any of those kind. And, And what people say, well, I just can't help it. You know, you just got, you know, this is who I am. No, that's not who you are. If you're a child of the living God, if the greater ones on the inside of you, that's not you. But if we want, we can park there. Or we can, you know, just be, you know, satisfied with the funk that's in our life. Or we can say, you know what, praise God, that's enough of this. Everybody say, that's enough of this. Some of you need to tell yourself that is enough of this. And stop. Everybody say, stop. Stop. Yeah, stop doing whatever it is that's detrimental to your life. Glory to God. You know, there's there's things God wants to do in your life, and He may speak to your heart. and, And you need to do it. For example, stepping into some form of ministry to which He's called you. You know, this is not a spectator sport here, boys and girls. God has called us into His service. God, what do you want me to do? Here am I. Send me. Are you listening to me? It may be as simple as obeying Him when the offering plate goes by. Oops. You know, it gets really quiet when you start talking about people's money. Have you ever noticed that? Yeah. Yeah, get real quiet. Why? Because it represents your life, dude. That's why. I mean, you work for it, and it's yours. And you have the flexibility to do whatever it is that you want. But, I mean, you know, the Bible makes it clear that we ought to be participants in a generous kind of way to the advancement of the kingdom of heaven. And if you want to watch the offering plate go by, you can but you will suffer. My wife and I, we don't let an offering plate go by without us participating in some form, fashion, or another. This, this last week I was telling you about, we went to church and forgot our checkbook. So we had to dig deep to bring it. Hallelujah. But we did. We're going to throw something in there. Are you listening to me? Even if it's our new pair of shoes, we're going to do something. You know, so, huh? Huh? Hey, my wife loves shoes. Yeah. And she went with another girl that likes shoes too. And when you put the two of them together, get ready, baby. I mean, my, my credit card was screaming for mercy. <laughs> now, nah, it wasn't that bad. Just got to give her a hard time. They are cute. Yeah, they are. Where were we? Here's the thing. you got to understand this. Jesus loves you too much to leave you where you are. Are you with me? He's not through with you yet. He, he loves you too much for you to park. And, you know, you think about Moses. We'll go back to this guy again. But, you know, Moses, man, I mean, he, he had good intentions in the beginning, you know, and he thought that the people would understand that God was going to use him as a deliverer. But, man, when that whole thing went sideways, I mean, he got so dis- disillusioned, he didn't know what to do. He fled for his life. And he runs out in the desert someplace in the wilderness. There are a lot of Christians that are in the same boat. Huh? They're in the same boat. They've got relational issues, you know, that they haven't been able to figure out. And so they're just, they're just not going to talk to anybody. They're going to go on the backside of a mountain and take care of sheep. Why? Because they don't talk back. Are you listening to me? But that's not where God has called you. Are you listening to me? Sometimes, you know, offenses take place. You know, people become offended, man, and all of a sudden, they're, you can't find them. They disappear. And, you know, whether whether it was uh, legit or, or, or just perceived, uh, nevertheless, the offense has caused them to disqualify themselves. Listen, there ain't nobody that can stop you but you. Are you with me? And so it becomes important for us to understand that, you know, there's there's things we have to do. You know, my son, he was talking last week about his truck, you know, when, when he said, here it is, or I said, here it is, and next month the first payment starts. Well, you know, that's part of life. Yeah. Are you with me? And when it comes to your life, the same thing's true. I remember when I, you know, my, my revelation about this, I was, uh, I had just gotten saved in in August of that year. And, uh in about, well, this would, this would have been in May because my dad passed away in April. And my mother and I, we got a phone call. So I'm 20 years old. And my mother and I, we get a phone call from the bank. Everybody say bank. bank. Yeah, the bank. And uh, Hans Schmidt's on the other end of the phone. He says, Dorothy, he says, uh, you and Mike, you need to come down here so that we can talk about this car. And so we said, okay, so here's the deal about the car. My my dad, he says, I'll buy you this car, and you're going to work for me on the farm, and I'll take care of it, and this and that and the other and whatever. You with me? Okay. So I got this car. It's great. I mean, I wore the tires out of that thing, man. I mean, right away. Yeah. Anyway, we go to the bank, and the banker is sitting on the other side of the desk saying, what are we going to do about this loan? And my mom and I are kind of sitting there thinking, uh, what's the circumstance? And he says, well, the amount that you paid for it is the amount that you still owe. In other words, he hadn't done anything but just paid the interest on the loan. So guess what? So he, thank God he had a solution. Everybody say, thank God for solutions. He had a solution. There's 6,300 dollars doesn't seem like a big deal right now. but we took 4,300 dollars and we put it on a payment plan, and we had another $2,000 note that we were just going to do, you, know, interest-only on until we could get that done. And, I, and I, I, I got the startling revelation that I am now in the world of responsibility. And for three years, for 143 dollars a month, I started buying my car. Now did I die? Was it so painful I couldn't hardly stand it? Maybe. I don't know. No. <laughs> we're talking about having victory in your life. And we're talking about, praise God, that there are some things in life that you have to do differently if you want change, if you want victory. you got to, you know, in other words, you got to step up. Nobody can stop you but you. Are you with me? So we all have these deals. Today, we've got kids here I go. Where parents enable them. Stop enabling your your kids. My Lord, make them go out. You say, "Well, that's easier than you think." Or that's harder than you think. I don't know, man. I got to believe when there's Signs everywhere that they're looking for somebody that they can't find a spot, okay? Now, I'm not of that age and all that's behind me, but I'm telling you, there's a, there's a Chinese proverb that says that if you don't teach your kids to work, you teach them to steal, You want them to live with you for the rest? Now, if you're living with your parents here, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do this. If you're out there watching, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do this. But you know, when you're 35 years old and you're living in the basement or in a van down by the river, there's maybe something that should be done. And I'm not saying they can't come home for a while because they're in transition. So, you know, listen, let me help you out. My... My my mailbox is PO 195 Oakland Iowa. So if you want to send me a letter, you can. Huh? Ain't going to bother me, but sign it. Don't be giving me no anonymous whatever whatever. Sign the stinking letter. <laughs> Gutless outfit. Sign the letter. Well, I don't like you very much, and I don't think you should... Well, here's the deal, you guys. If you're going to be on this planet, you're going to have to work. That's all there is to it. And if you've taught your kids to work, then God bless you. My kid did not die when I gave him that payment. And obviously, I was on the the loan too. Okay? But he turned out to be a fine young man. He's got four wonderful children, and they have their own home. Hallelujah. They don't live in my basement. Glory to God. Are you listening to me? What a herd. I'm telling you, we love it when they come, but it is really nice when they go home. Why? Because it gets quiet again. It's really not that way, is it, honey? Do you want to rebuff? No. Just stop talking about it. Okay, right Sometimes we do things uh, with good intentions, but they really do not help the people we're doing it for. You know, and sometimes, I, you know, as a pastor, I mean, uh, I've talked with numbers of people, couples within the church here. I mean, I, I could, they could testify to this, not that they want to, but, you know, where I've said, you, you just got to cut them off. You got to tell them no. And you got to tell them, listen, it isn't that I don't love you. See, because they go through this whole thing, you know, I mean, about you don't love them and blah, 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 blah. And they they get this entitlement mentality. Dude, you're not entitled to anything. Nobody owes you anything. Just get out there and get after it. You guys sure are doing a lot of talking amongst yourselves, you know, I noticed here, you know, whatever. This is good preaching. You have to go make your way, don't you? Huh? Anybody going to pay your bills for you? No, they're not going to pay your bills for you. Well, you know, it's kind of, never mind. I don't even want to go there. It's kind of a weird world we're in right now. But the reality is, praise God, that if you want the kind of life that Jesus came to give you, then these are the things you have to do. Hallelujah. So if we don't learn these lessons, if we don't pass these tests, it leaves us unprepared, you know, for the bigger storm or whatever it is that's coming our way. The storms of life, they come to all of us. But thank God we're not in it alone. Hallelujah. The greater one is in us. And God is for us. And He's on our side. So we can rejoice, praise God, that no matter what it is that comes our way, we got it. Hallelujah. I got this. Not because of me, but because of Him. Remember Shadrach, Meshach, and away we go? Those three men, I mean, they're minding their own business. You know, and, and uh, Nebuchadnezzar decides he's going to build this idol. You know, that's 90 feet tall and nine feet wide and whatever, you know, and everybody's going to bow down and worship it. And these three guys think about, it, think about, I don't know, <clears throat> maybe 70, 80, 90,000 people, maybe more than that. Hundred thousand, crowd of people, you know, that are, that are uh, you know, out on this great big plane where they had put this thing up. And they all bow to this image that he had created, except these three guys they're all standing up. I mean, think about it. Look at it with me for just a minute. Here they are. They're just standing there. Huh? Huh? In other words, they're not going with the crowd. And, you know, so all, their, all of their uh, peers and everyone, you know, they tell Nebuchadnezzar they're not doing what they want to, and he's enraged, and he's going to turn the furnace up, which he does, and he's going to throw them all in there. But thank God there was a fourth man. I said, there was a fourth man that was in that fire with those three guys. And I'm telling you, that same fourth guy will be in your fire, whatever it is, if you'll learn to trust him, praise God, because he wants you to have the victory. Glory to God. But you know what? They were already prepared long before, you know, the, the declaration came out. You know, and Nebuchadnezzar said, come on, man, reason with me a little bit, guys. All i got to do is bow down to this thing and we'll all be good. And they go, nope, ain't going to do it. Huh? They said, "We don't. it's not going to take us any time to figure out what we're doing here. We're not going to do this. God will deliver us. How many of you believe that God will deliver you? I do. I believe that God will deliver me out of everything the devil ever tries to throw my way because he has, and he will. And I like them guys. They said, even if he doesn't, I said, even if he doesn't, we're not going to bow down. And when they come up out of that furnace, then Nebuchadnezzar changed it. He said, hey, this deal right here, this is the real stuff. So you might go through the fire, my friend, but you don't have to get burned. Huh? He said, there is no God. Everybody say, no God. No God. There is no God that can deliver after this sort. And that's the God you serve. Everybody say, hallelujah. hallelujah. He's the God that you serve. He's the God that you serve. But my important question to you this morning is, do you know that? Do you realize that? Are you conscious of that? Do you declare that? Praise God, the Lord is on your side. Don't go to your grave and miss out on what it is that He provided for you. Rejoice, glory to God, in the goodness of God. Declare what it is that He has done. Woo! glory to God. I preach myself happy. I'm ready to go. Hallelujah. We need to do this because it's important for us. To understand these things. Hallelujah. So real quick. How, how do we get this to going in our lives? If we don't have victory. How does how, that happen? That a good question? Come back next week and we'll find out. No I won't do that to you. Look with the, the text. Look at the text again. Uh, uh, 1 Corinthians 15. 57. What does it say? Now thanks be unto God who what? Does what? He gives us the what? Victory. He gives us the victory. Thanks be unto God, who gives us the victory through the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Woo, glory to God. The way that victory comes is through Him. And if you know Him, then praise God, you've got the victory. Realize this. This is a fact. And that is simply this, that Christ has already provided you with victory. He's already given it to you. You say, I don't feel like no victor. I feel like a victim. Well, you know what? That can change. When we start aligning both the way we think and what we believe in, the things we say to what the Bible has to say, then all of a sudden things start changing. Are you with me? I'll give you a great example. When I got saved, I lived in a drug culture, you know, smoking dope, drinking, doing all these kinds of things. When I got saved, God says, this is not the life I have for you, but you are going to have to make a decision to walk away. It's not popular. Wasn't popular at all. All of my friends vanished. Why? Because I wasn't willing to do what it is that they enjoyed doing. Well, is there a price to that? I guess you could say yes, but I mean, praise God, I mean, the, 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 the alternative was so much more wonderful than all of that mess that was killing, stealing, and destroying my life. Are you listening to me? So I chose Jesus. Everybody say, man, he's smart. I didn't hear you say that. You've been so good at t- saying what I, I asked you to say. And everybody just kind of went, hmm, mm. <laughs> All right, I don't need it. I'm okay. I'm still secure. <clears throat> Christ has already provided you with everything that you need for victory. It's just like this. If someone, let's take the whole car thing, you know. Let's say that the, you just bought a brand new car. No, let's not even do that. You weren't even thinking about a car, but somebody calls you and says, hey, somebody just came down here to the dealership and they bought a car. And I said, well, great. What are you calling me for? They bought it for you. And you would go, no. That's called doubt and unbelief. No, they ain't no way. Who was it? I, I'm not supposed to tell you. It's a brand new car. It's got all the bills and whistles. I mean, it's a wonderful thing. I mean, I can't imagine, you know, that somebody would do this for anybody, but somebody came in here, bought this car, and it's got your name on the title. It's paid for. Now, you can either go down there and take delivery on the car. If they said, all you got to do is come down here, sign the odometer statement reading, and the car is yours. Now, you can either do that, or you can say, no, I ain't going down there. I don't believe that. Somebody's pulling a trick on me. That can't be true. Huh? How often does that happen in people's lives when it says, thanks be unto God, who gives us the victory? Through our Lord Jesus. No, that can't be true. Look at my circumstance. Look at my financial deal. Look at my this. Look at my health. Look at my whatever. Yeah, I ain't got no victory. ain't no such thing. I don't believe that. Well, then you go without. I said you go without. You don't go down to the dealership and get the new car. Are you listening to me? You go without. And I know, just looking at you, you don't want to go without. Huh? Any of you want to go? No, none of you want to go without. We want to go get the new car. So the way we get the new car is we start believing what it is that He has said. And we begin to declare what it is that He said. Thank God He is my victor. Thank God He is my champion. Thank God He is the one that causes me to overcome. Greater is He that is in me than he that is in this world. Are you listening to me? Glory to God. Amen. So you have to realize these things. See, the law of sin and death is what brings defeat and destruction in people's lives, the law of sin and death. You know, the Bible says that when Adam transgressed, that death passed upon all men. Okay? And so we live under the curse of his disobedience. But that's why Jesus came. He became the second Adam. Everybody say hallelujah. hallelujah. Thank God for the second one. Who came and gave his life and paid the ransom so that you and I could get out from underneath the curse of the law of sin and death. Glory to God forevermore. The Bible says this. <clears throat> in Proverbs 26 and 2, it says, As a bird by wandering, a swallow by flying, so the curse causeless shall not come. How many of you ever been around barn swallows? Huh? You got barn swallows at your place? Say, no, man, I live in the city, ain't no barn swallows. Well, you, you know, if, how many of you have seen them? Let, let's just go there. Okay? And then they swoop around, you know, and they're after bugs and eating this and that and the other. And, you know, if you get close to their nest, they come by you. You know, a little dive bomb thing. Say, hey, you're, you're in my territory here. You know what I'm saying? And when I read this verse of Scripture, and it says that as a bird by wandering, a swallow by flying, so the curse without cause does not come. Hallelujah. The uh, living, uh, New Living Translation says, like a fluttering sparrow or a darting swallow, an undeserved curse will not land on its intended victim. The devil is doing everything he can to bring the curse on people's lives. When they become corrupt, when they begin to lie, when there's no integrity within their mouth, dude, they open the door to hell. And sooner or later, the birds are coming to roost. Why? Because they have a cause. They have license, he ha- they have access, and they're coming. I'm telling you they're coming. So when you see the wicked, you know, doing whatever it is that they do and then doing their dirt, you can just be assured, baby, that payday is coming for them. Hey, it's coming. So you just let God do what He does and He'll take care of it. Are you listening to me? Y'all still glad you came? Come on, give me a, f- a few more minutes here. I can-, I can tell already you're starting to fade on me. Hallelujah. Say, well, how you got it? Like I said, I haven't preached for a while. Come on, give me a break. You know? Hallelujah. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone that hangs on a tree. Why? So that the blessing, everybody say the blessing. Hey, 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 hey. The blessing of Abraham might come on you and overtake you. Hallelujah. But you know, you got to believe that, baby. And you'll have all kind of Say, Well, that's not what the Bible means. You know why? Because they're in their funk, and they're doing whatever it is that they do, and they don't believe the Bible. They believe in the circumstance they find themselves in currently, and they want you to stay in the same mess they're in. And you're saying, no, man, look at the Word. Jesus came to give us life and give it to us more abundantly. I'm, 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 I'm going that way. Are you with me? He redeemed us from the curse of the law of of sin and death. The Bible says there is therefore now no condemnation or condemning sentence to those that are in Christ Jesus for the law of the Spirit of life. Everybody say, thank God for the law of the Spirit of life. Yeah, the Spirit of life. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free. Everybody say, I'm free. free. Woo, I'm free. I'm free, I'm free, I'm free from the law of sin and death. What is it that you're going to be preaching on, Jenny? I've seen the advertisement. Yeah, I know. But they had a really good title for it. Yeah. Glenn, did you make that up? The power of your words. You know, people get incarcerated by the things they say. They imprison themselves. You know, they're just talking junk all the time. You know, they ain't got a good report. Faith always has a good report. Come on, you're faith people, aren't you? Let's start having a good report. Oh, my God, did you hear about this? Did you read about that? Do you know what's going on here? Do you know what they did? All these different kinds of things. There's all kinds of stuff going on, you know? And, and the fact of the matter is, is, a lot of what it is that they're saying ain't even true. But we're taken up by it. And we need to stop being taken up by it. Are you listening to me? For the law of the Spirit of life has made me free from the law of sin and death. You, how many children of God do we have here this morning? Can I see your hands? You are blessed of the Lord. You're blessed. Hallelujah! Blessed, 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 blessed are you. Blessed is the man or woman who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly or stands in the way of sinners or sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord and in it does he meditate day and night. He, she's going to be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bring forth fruit in their season. Their leaf also isn't going to wither and I'll tell you, whatever they do, they're going to prosper. That's in the Bible. Are you listening to me? You say, well, pastor, you just don't live in reality. I don't I don't I'm telling you what his kingdom is a whole lot more real than this thing we got going on are you listening to me the Bible says this the young lions do lack and suffer hunger but they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing come on yeah but have you been to the gas station yes I have it cost me hundred and sixty-eight dollars to fill my truck the last time I stopped by. You do ho? You got a forty-gallon tank on that Ford? Yeah, most Fords they don't make you know big tanks on them. Yeah, I was with Bob Fisher this week, and he's you know he's, he's goading me about riding around in his Ford truck. Yeah, you're probably going to want one of these pretty soon, aren't you? I said, not a chance. Well, truth be told, they're all pretty nice. (laughs) But yes, let me read that scripture to you again. The young lions lack, they suffer hunger. But they that what? Seek the Lord shall not what? Want for any good thing. I don't know how he's going to do it. But I'm telling you this much about it. He'll keep putting gas in your car if you'll believe him. I said he'll keep putting gas in your car if you believe him, and he'll give you what you need. You know whatever it is that you have need of. The eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous, and his ears are open. Everybody say open, open, open to his prayers. Many are the affliction of the righteous, but the Lord delivers out them. Uh, I'm sorry, delivers him out of some of them. Huh? No, he delivers them out of them all. This is so Psalm 34, verse 10, 15, 19, these are all scriptures, man. You gotta look at them once in a while. Huh? Stick them in your yard. Get a yard dart and put a sign on it and put it out there. So when you drive down the lane, it says, You're blessed. I'm redeemed from the curse. Yeah, the the young lions, they suffer and and hunger and this and that, but they that seek God will not lack any good or beneficial thing. Glory to God. How many of you are going to seek God with me? I said, how many of you are going to seek God with me? I said, how many of you are going to seek God with me? Why? Where we're going to be blessed. We'll not want for any good thing. You say, well, that can't be. I mean, I just can't be. Dude, I don't care what God's got to do, man. He can make it happen. He did it for Israel. He can do it for you. You know, that's all in the Bible, so that you and I, and I'm out of time. Hallelujah. Woo! Here's a scripture for you. The Bible says, what then shall we say to these things? I'm closing, okay? Last verse, promise. Last verse is, What are we to say to these things? Listen to that. What are we to say say to these things? What have you been saying? Oh, my God. What are we going to do? Come on. Did you hear about this? So, So what do we say to these things? If God be for us, who or what can be against us? That's in the Bible. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? So what do we say? God is on my side. God is for me. God is with me, and thank God he is in me. And if we had time, we'd go through this discourse, get down to the 37th verse. And Paul <laughs> declares, no, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. I mean, it would have been pretty good if he just said we're conquerors. But what did he say? More. We're more, more, more. Please stand with me, if you would, please. Hallelujah. We're more than conquerors. Everybody say, I'm more than a conqueror. Say, I'm more than a conqueror. You're more than a conqueror over anger. You're more than a conqueror over discouragement. You're more than a conqueror over lack. You're more than a conqueror because of Him. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? amen? All right, let's pray together. I want you to pray this prayer with me out loud. Say this with me. Dear Heavenly Father... I thank you so very much for what you did in sending Jesus. He came to give me life and I have received it. So I thank you for the victory that I have in Christ. Help me, Lord, to see life as you see it. Thank you, Lord, for boldness to declare the truth where my life is concerned. And I thank you, Lord, for your grace upon my life for everything that you have for me. Heavenly Father, I thank you for each and every person here, for those watching online. I'm so glad, Father God, that we've had this moment together to be able to talk of your wonderful works amongst the children of men. I'm so glad for the life that you've imparted to us, Father, and the promises that you have made. Thank you, Father God, for helping each and every one of us that not one of us has to live another day of our lives in defeat. And I thank you, Lord God, for speaking to men and women right now in the name of Jesus. To encourage them, Father God, to encourage them that today is a day of change. Now while your heads are bowed, your eyes are closed, no one's looking around, I'm going to lead you in a prayer. And maybe there's been an area in your life that somehow is, you know, hadn't been changing, it's been a chronic problem, whatever. Well, we're gonna we're gonna address it right now. And praise God, we're gonna to begin to declare what God says about it. And from this day forward, we're going to drive a stake in the ground. This is going to be a defining moment for you where your life is concerned. You know the circumstance, and so does God. So He's just waiting for you to declare how it is that it's going to be. So I want you just to repeat this prayer after me. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you today, and I thank you for victory. And I speak to this situation in the name of Jesus the head of the church. I take authority over that which has had me bound. And in the name of Jesus, I break its power. No longer will you stand in my way. I will walk as God would have me to. And His blessing will rest upon me from this day forward In this area of my life, in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Praise God. How many of you believe that? Come on now. Glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. Believe the the word of the Lord. Believe what it is that he said. If God could just get some people to believe, praise God, he'd turn their circumstance around. All right. Go ahead. You may be seated. I'm starting to preach again. You know, I was going to preach. I preached to you sitting down. I was going to preach to you standing up. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad for Jesus? Hallelujah. So wonderful. So wonderful. Encourage one another, you guys. I mean, you know, if somebody's just, you know, if they they don't have the joy of the Lord, ask them, hey, man, come on, what's, what's going on here? What can we pray about? You know, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Be the initiator. Be the one that says, hey, let's just catch hands right here, right now, and let's pray, and let's believe God. Come on. Let's do something here that will make a difference in your life. You don't have to keep doing this. Glory to God. Let's Let's get full of joy. Let's enjoy what it is that heaven has for us. Praise God. Amen? All right, we're going to go ahead and receive our morning offering. The ushers are up.